Uno, dos, tres. R.I.P. to the competition. I heard that they're coming through you. I heard that they're coming through you. I heard that they're coming through Hello, 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 and welcome to Three's of Crowd Sports Radio. I'm your host, Ray Jones. I got the one and only Kelsey Nelson in the house. Kelsey, what's good? Hey, what's up, everyone? And big man James is under the weather, so right now it's going to be me and Kelsey going back and forth, give and go. Kelsey, you ready? You think you can take me one-on-one by yourself? You already know. I've been waiting for this day. (laughs) Watch out for that crossover. You know it's deadly. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get the show started off. We got a special guest for you later on. We'll introduce her in a minute, but let's go ahead and get right into the show. Uh, this day in sports history, you know, with all the news buzzing around Derek Jeter's jersey retirement, I decided to select a baseball event for this day in sports history. So on May 15th in 1973, California Angel Nolan Ryan pitched his first career no-hitter to defeat the Kansas City Royals 3-0. to zero. All right, Kelsey, what you got in big news? All right, so this is another huge week in sports. First, I want to start it off with the league that doesn't get enough attention. Starting the 2017 season, A&E Networks is joining forces forces with the National Women's Soccer League for a three-year deal. This deal includes broadcasting games on Lifetime TV and a purchase equity stake in the NWSL. So congrats to the Lady Soccer League for getting some more publicity that they need. Next, I'm going to transition to the NBA, where NBA star Damian Lillard convinces teammates to donate over $200,000 in bonuses to Blazers employees. I thought that was great. He thought his teammates would basically give it up to people who helped the team. Um, and just another great move by an all-caliber NBA player. And last but not least, the ladies of the WNBA and FanDuel announced last week a new partnership that will make FanDuel the official one-day fantasy partner of the WNBA this partnership is FanDuel's first partnership with the Women's Professional Sports League and the WNBA's first official one-day fantasy offering. So big news, especially in women's sports. So congrats to everyone on our big news in sports. Now I'll give it back to you, Ray. All right, before we go any further, we definitely want to make sure we announce our Crowd Noise Athlete of the Week. Big shout-out to Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick joined forces with the charity organization 100 Suits and donated custom-made suits to parolees looking for jobs. Kaepernick was seen passing out suits in front of the New York State Parole Office in Queens, New York, for people who have been released from prison and are looking for jobs. So salute to Colin Kaepernick, still helping out in the community. Hasn't been signed to a team yet, but we'll definitely talk about that later on in the show. So right now, let's just jump right into it. We want to introduce our very, very, very special guest, Rita, a.k.a. the NFL Chick. Rita, you with us? Yes. Good evening. Oh, man. You ready? You ready for this? Absolutely. I'm ready for whatever you have to give. (laughs) I feel a little outnumbered. Usually, usually it's only one female on, but uh, we got two, two, two versus one today. So I'm gonna see if I can handle both of <laughs> y'all at the same time. You know, we'll we'll try to take it light on you. We promise. Hello, well, I can't make no promises. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump right into the top headlines. You know, of course, uh, baseball is always a big issue in baseball. Um, quick background story. The big story was that we wanted to discuss was the racial issues are somewhat of an elephant in the room when it comes to the MLB. Just last week, Orioles center fielder. Adam Jones says he was subjected to a torrent of N-words and other racial taunts when he was at Fenway Park playing against the Boston Red Sox. So we want to jump right into that. Um, we put up a Twitter poll, uh, asked the crowd noise. Orioles um, center fielder Adam Jones was subjected to racial insults. Uh, does this surprise you? 21% of the crowd said yes, and 79% said no. So I want to get your thoughts, Rita. Is that a very common thing to have racial insults in 2017? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, um, last time I checked, you know, racism 
didn't die when Barack Obama became president. If anything, we've seen that this country has kind of turned the clock backwards a little bit in in terms of diversity and and trying to suppress racism. I'm surprised that 21% of the people actually believe that that they're surprised that this happened in that specific city um, in this predicament. You know, baseball is, excuse me, America's pastime. And we know for a very long time they were not integrated. They were segregated. Um, you know, we're still celebrating Jackie Robinson Day. And so, <coughs> sorry, guys. So for people to feel that way, I'd like to know who was on that poll. I'm going to guess they're not brown people. All right, Kelsey, what's your thoughts? This is a topic that I feel like is, is something that it's, still crazy to me that we have to talk about but as Rita said it, it's happening and it doesn't surprise me unfortunately I mean there have been a handful of the few African-American it's been actually more than a handful of the few African-Americans that we do have in baseball which they're currently are 62 who said this happens all the time but most notably it happens in Boston and it's kind of something that they expect now it's only getting more headline obviously because Adam Jones came out and talked about it. But my biggest problem with this whole incident was that there were people who were saying that he was lying. Like, why would he come out and lie about something? Right. Perfect example. And he kind of led the way for all the other trolls to come and attack after. Because why would somebody lie about something like that? Adam Jones is so well-respected in baseball. And, again, in Boston, it's not – it's not uncommon. I mean, Bill Russell came out and said all the racism that he faced, even as successful as he was in Boston as a coach. So, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's sad. But, I mean, I think it just shows, as Rita said, that this country is far from being done with racism. And, unfortunately, sometimes we see the worst examples of racism in sports. Well, to me, also, you have to kind of – I'm sorry to interject, too, but to add on to your point, the fact that people were so um, concerned about Seeing if it was the truth or not shows the deflection right. of this country. That's what we do. Instead of dealing with the problem, we want to deal with everything else around the problem. So why would Adam need to lie? He also admitted that someone threw some peanuts at him, which the cop that it hit confirmed. So right. if, if why did he need to lie about something like that when at least part of his story had been confirmed by the police? And that's not the first time that he's dealt with racism publicly. He had a banana thrown at him in San Francisco. This is a person that benefits none from calling out someone saying, hey, yeah, I was called the N-word. So I'm, what bothers me more is that we're not dealing with the issue. We're, instead, we're deflecting and, and going with everything else except for the issue, which is people need to stop being racist. It really isn't that hard. Don't be racist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. And I also wanted to add, it's not just in Boston. I mean, obviously, this is where the example came out, but it's happening all over. But also, I don't think any city to sit here and say, oh, it's not. It's, there's no way it could happen here. There's no racism because it's real. And I think the first way to address racism is you have to address it, which is something that people are scared to do. Because you guys know, anytime race comes up, people get really scared to talk about it. I'm glad you, uh, you brought up the peanut situation because we also asked about that. Uh, should the fan who threw the actual peanuts, like you said, there was a witness, the cop saw it. Should they be punished lawfully? Like, should there be some type of legal punishment associated with that? Um, 81% said yes, and still 19% said no. So what's your thoughts on that? Should, should they be punished? Well, I mean, let's kind of put this into a different perspective. If this was some type of protest for something and someone threw peanuts at a cop, would that 19% feel different? 
um, if someone was protesting their rights, and then they threw something at the cop. This man was minding his business, the police. And I'm not one to defend the police often. I will say that. But what I will say is that that cop was minding his business. And to have something thrown at him, that to hit him, that was intended for someone else, yes, something should have happened to that person. Because, again, if we implement that situation in a different scenario, I'm pretty sure that people would feel differently about it. So I don't know why it changes because, you know, obviously the person who did it met malicious intent behind it regardless of who it hit. So, you know, I don't understand why that's considered not something that should be enforced by someone. I, I mean, I don't know what the penalty should be of it, but I just don't think that you can let things like that slide because if you allow that to happen, then – what kind of what what are we telling the authority? What are we saying? So you can only you can't do anything in that type of situation. He's has a he has his job is to defend himself as well. So and we've seen cops defend themselves over left. So I, I'm just saying that you know if, if the rules are going to apply, the rules are going to apply. Yes, that person should have had some type of penalty to deal with. All right, Kelsey, get in chime in. I mean, I think she said it pretty much the point. I mean, the, the basic premises of it is that he was doing his job, right? If you're at your job, you do not expect, of all things, to get thrown a bag of peanuts at. That's assault. I don't care where you are. I don't care what job you're doing. No one deserves anything to be thrown at them because, obviously, we're all given our own space and stuff. So it shouldn't even be. That'll help, hopefully, neglect other stuff as people were thinking these awful things about doing these things to players. Hopefully, that'll make them think twice because I think when people see stuff not happen, obviously, then it sends a message that this is okay. Um, and I think the fan, I know, I think they banned him from um, the baseball the baseball stadium, but still, I think so much more has to happen because I hate to say it, but at the same time, if this had been another player, um, who knows what would have happened and who knows if it would have been a different reaction to the situation, I guess, with the fans. So I think by far now, it shouldn't even be a question. The police, he should already have been booked and jailed. That's my, that's my premise. I agree. I definitely agree with Rita. She said earlier that any other scenario and you hit a cop, you automatically go to jail or you're getting booked for something. So why is this situation different regardless of who he was trying to hit with the peanuts? It has to be some type of legal action taken to prevent this from happening in the future and to deter anyone from thinking of even doing something similar to this. So I agree with both of you. I feel like you both hit the points pretty strong there. So we start we started off the show pretty good. Females kind of taking over a little bit. I'm going to have to fall to the back and let y'all run away with the show a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it's fine. We're talking basketball now. So, you know, I'm, it's, it's my go now. So let's go ahead and jump right into the NBA playoffs. You know, uh, tonight we have the Washington Wizards going into Boston. Again, Boston taking on the Boston Celtics. Uh, John Wall hit that big three, that huge three at the end of the game the other day. So, what's your thoughts? We got a reactive fan. 61% said the Wizards. 39% said Boston was going to take it. So, Kelsey, I'll go to you first. Well, you know what? I'm going to go to Rita first. I know what Kelsey's going to say. <laughs> you always do that. So, no, maybe, maybe I have a good counterpoint. So, go let Kelsey go first. Let's see. Oh, that sounds like, sound like <laughs> well, she's ready thank to go. You. The <laughs> just, Rita, just so, you, just so we clear, I'm a part-time Wizards fan, so don't get crazy. Oh, not oh my gosh. I'm a part-time stuff. <laughs> We don't, don't accept know the in DC. Okay. We don't accept them in DC. <laughs> oh, good. Gang, I'm gonna let Kelsey go first. <laughs> Too funny, Ray. Well, uh, to part timers and to full time Wizards fans, I think tonight is the night that the Wizards are finally 
erasing just that long drought that Washington has had since 1979. Of course, that's the last time when they, back when they were the bullets that the team went to a game seven and actually wanted the Boston Celtics, although everyone's saying all these things, yes, they have the most game seven wins in sports history um, at 30 tonight and that their experience and that they have a more complete team with death and all that stuff. This is John Wall's team. This is what I've been saying all year. And you know, this right for sure. The Washington Wizards, this is the most complete Washington Wizards team we have seen in DC in a while. And I think they will get the job done tonight in Boston, something that they'll win in Boston, something that they haven't done since 8,014, which is, even crazier to think about, but I think the momentum is going on Washington's side. I think it's going to be a close game, but this is the Wizards' year, and I do not think that Boston is going to get the win tonight. Sorry, Isaiah Thomas. Remarkable season that he's had, but it's coming to an end tonight. Hashtag Death Row DC. Kelly Oubre, everybody's going to hop in and help John Wall get the job done. But I will say Bradley Bill must step up, because if Bradley Bill has a solid game, then the Wizards win. All right, Rita, well, Kelsey went way over time, so you only got about five seconds for a rebuttal. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's great. That's great because I don't have any statistics. I don't have anything to back up my point. Um, I do think that both of these teams, I can, you can make a case for both of these teams, and I think her points are very valid. Um, but I will say that when you have, uh, when it's, you have home field, sometimes that is an advantage. And some people don't necessarily – believe in those types of advantages but I think in a big game like this you you have to have something that separates the two and I think when you have a home crowd behind you sometimes that's the push that you need so I think that while the Wizards um, I absolutely believe they're capable of winning this game I just think that they'll have the crowd behind them they'll have the city behind them I think this is going to be a very close game but I'm going to pick um, the Celtics for game seven unfortunately all right. Well, Kelsey, let me ask you this question because you said this is the Wizards' year. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. are you sure that Bradley Bill actually made the flight to Boston? Because we know he hasn't traveled on any road games this entire playoffs. He completely disappeared. So did he actually go to Boston? Oh, are we sure that he's there? He... I'm just checking because he's disappeared every road game this playoff. If he shows up, then the Wizards are going to win. Ray, I hope you're going to have to hide in that <laughs> big truck that you have coming into D.C. after saying that. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part-time has. fan. It's reality, though. Is, am, I, am I making it up? It's real. You're not making it up. And this is what people have been saying. Bradley Bill always wants to be this elite caliber player. As we know, this past season, he got paid that elite caliber NBA player money. I do think tonight he will show up. He knows his role. He knows his role as both as a scorer and both on the defensive side. Um, I think Bradley Bill, like I said, I think this is his night. He knows John Wall just had that big game. And let's not forget that last shot. Scott Brooks had trusted Bradley Bill to make that last shot game six. It's just that he couldn't get open. But I think that shows Scott Brooks has faith in Bradley Bill. The city has faith in Bradley Bill. Even Stephen A. Smith, I'm sure, is going to put believe in uh, Bradley Bill tonight. As he said on first take, he picked the Washington Wizards to win. And again, Ray, Bradley Bill, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and I hope he doesn't make me wrong. He's going to have a big game tonight right behind John Wall. How many are you going for? 40? 30? I need a number. I need a number. I gotta, I'm, I'm, I gotta I'm hold gonna give him 31. 31. I'm feeling comfortable 31. with 31. All right. Well, Rita, I want to go back to you real quick before we switch, uh, go to the West Coast. Uh, you said that you want the Celtics, or you believe the Celtics are going to win. Okay, let's say the Celtics win. Is that a good matchup against Cleveland? I think that the Wizards are a more fun matchup um, against Cleveland. Um, I do think that the Wizards are a better matchup. I think that the regular season we've seen why we believe, you know, the Celtics would not be a good matchup. Um, against Cleveland. Um, so I would like 
the Wizards to win because I feel like it would be a more entertaining series. Although, I, I mean, like, I, I heard Kelsey say this is their year. I mean, is it this their year to reach the championship, the finals championship, or the or the whole thing? Because they ain't going. They're not beating the Cavs. So, okay, I'm not crazy. I just want them to go see them. Got you. So, <laughs> just so to meet I, them. I do think that they that would be a much more fulfilling matchup. I would prefer it to be the Wizards. If I if I had to choose, I would like for it to be the Wizards because I do think that the Wizards would be more fun to watch. Um, maybe the Celtics grab some balls this time around. I mean, I don't know, but we, we've seen what LeBron and company has done um, with the other two rounds. And so I just think that the Wizards would give them a little bit more of a run for their money. Um, so I would really rather – the Wizards win game seven tonight. I feel like if Boston wins, it's going to kind of be a snoo- snoozer. And I could be wrong. I mean, maybe they'll go to five games, right? I mean, it's possible. But, you know, I get I the brooms ready. <laughs> and I just want to make sure everybody is clear that Kelsey said this is the Wizards' year to lose to Cleveland in the finals. Basically, that's what you said. Not to go to the championship. You're going to point that out. Year to Look, lose to I the mean, Cavs. as much as I want to- as much as I want them to continue on, as much as I want to see that banner hoisted in the Verizon Center in a championship trophy, right, my senses will not let me go all the way through it. Now, if the Wizards bench gets better in the future and we get that third player that we need to to add to John Wall and Bradley Bill, then eventually, right, I do see them getting past Cleveland because LeBron is only getting older, but not this year. But at least I want them to see LeBron. And actually, I have them going seven games if they go with Cleveland uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it's going to be a good series. All right, my thoughts. If I have Boston makes it, I don't see Boston going, but I can see it going four to one. Boston. I mean, I'm sorry, Cavs over Boston four one. But if the Wizards go, I think it'll go seven. I think the Cavs will still get them, but I feel like John Wall is going to give. He's going to give Kyrie Irving fits. I feel like he's going to give Kyrie all kind of problems. John Wall is the best point guard in the league, hands down. I said it earlier in the year. I'm confirming it now. Yep. But they don't have anybody for LeBron, so you know. All right, let's go ahead and switch over to the West Coast. This series got real interesting today. Uh, we saw Kawhi Leonard hurt his ankle the other yesterday. Um, he's actually going to potentially miss game two due to that sprained ankle. Um, it was a little bit of a mixy, mixy play. Some people called it dirty. Some people say it was just a fluke accident. Uh, the first time he backpedaled, stepped on one of his teammates and rolled his ankle. The second time, Zaza Pachulia closed out on him. And he kind of got his foot underneath him. You know, sometimes they say you got to let the shooter land. And, unfortunately, Kawhi landed directly on Zaza's foot and turned his ankle even more. He was unable to complete the game. So, I'm going to go to you first, Rita. Warriors up 1-0. Kawhi's out second game. Is it over? Do the Spurs have a chance? I mean, no, I'm never going to say it's over because, um, you know, Popovich is the coach of the uh, <clears throat> the Spurs. He and Belichick are the same guy. Um, they can just get guys in the game. Just remember when we thought Tom Brady was suspended four games? We, he was going to go. They was going to go two and two or one and three or something like that because they had that hard schedule. And then um, Garoppolo came in, and you know, and then um, the other guy came in. Remember that how that worked? So I, I am not going to say it's over because I do think that coaching is just as important as the players. But Kawhi being out, obviously, is a large shoulder climb for the Spurs. Um, We know that the Warriors, we obviously know how good they are. I think that the only thing that is a disadvantage for them is the fact that Steve Kerr is not there on the sidelines. Mike uh, Mike Brown is a respectable coach, but we, I think this is something we can agree on is that Mike Brown is not 
Steve Kerr. Um, and so he can do things, make some adjustments that I'm just not sure Mike Brown is willing to do, which to me could potentially have been their downfall. But with Kawhi Leonard being their best player, not being out, um, being out for the next game, and who knows how effective he'll be, you know, in this series as a result, I do think that that's a problem for San Antonio. Oh, you touched on something I want to get to real quick. You said Steve Kerr being out and Mike Brown is subbing in. But remember last year, Steve Kerr was out for a while and Luke Walton stepped in and they didn't miss a hitch. So is coaching really going to be that big of a concern, seeing as how they were able to do wonderful things last year with Luke Walton? Is missing Steve Kerr going to be that big of a deal? You know, my thing is, is like, I think that for this team, for the Warriors, they, they're they a veteran team, obviously, at this point. Well, well, they've played together, minus um, Durant, of course, this being his first year. But they're all professionals, right? And and they have a rapport at this point. So they can, they can coach themselves. I just think that, you know, if there were some things that – if there is some difference making, I do think that that's in coaching. And I would hope that Mike Brown wouldn't do anything too off the script I'm just saying that I don't have the the complete faith in him like I would in a Steve Kerr. And I think that Kawhi Leonard being out yesterday helped the Warriors in their favor. So we don't have that conversation about coaching today, if that makes sense. Because had they lost, they were down, what, 20 points by halftime? And so they they had a big deficit that they had had to overcome. Um, Let's hypothetically speak and say, hey, if Kawhi Leonard is in that game, they, you know, they finished that game strong. You're going to start hearing those rumblings. Well, what happened? And what people will start to do is say, if Steve Kerr here, these adjustments would have been made. How true that would have been, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is that unless, uh, as long as the Warriors continue to do what they do, we won't have that conversation. But the minute that they don't do something, to me, that's going to be the first thing. Because there's a lot of expectations that this team has, that people have of this team, and that a lot of people – that this team has given themselves, particularly with the addition of Kevin Durant. So if they don't go to the finals, then we're going to blame everybody else but the players on, on the court. So, Kelsey, what's your thoughts on this series? I mean, first off, let me say, I came back from Mother's Day, and I was surprised to see the score was only the Warriors winning by two. And then, like she said, I mean, there was a big deficit. First half, I don't know what the Warriors were doing. I think everyone could see that they were lost. Um, And even you guys touched on coaching. I mean, Mike Brown had some rotations in the first half that were kind of questionable, Um, and I think that was part of the reason. But I think he he, obviously he cleared it up in the second half when Golden State started to come back. But, I mean, obviously the Warriors, I mean, it's hard to go against uh, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Last game they combined for 74 points. I mean, when you have those two and they're hot, it's going to be hard for this first team to stop them. Of course, especially with it just being announced that Kawhi will probably not play in game two. It sucks, but at the same time, this was a Spurs team that embarrassed uh, a Houston Rockets team without him. And, of course, the Rockets aren't the same team that the Golden State is. But seeing how close that game was um, and Kawhi got injured, I don't know. I think it's going to be a more interesting series than people had first thought. And like she said, I mean, how can you go against Greg Popovich? He knows what he's doing. But at the same time, I mean, the Warriors are just the Warriors. And right now, I mean, they're just they're, they're golden kids on the block. I mean, they're just doing everything right. They're playing good basketball, but I'm going to have this series. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it going to six. Uh, Rita, Kelsey brought up an interesting topic. I don't know. Do we want to slander James Harden on this show or are we going to let him slide? No, man. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to do it real I quick. I did try to say it nicely. I'm, well, I'm not – I don't have any dog in this fight. I told you guys before <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I apologize because my allergies are killing me. So I told you guys before, 
MBA is not my expertise, so you can use me all day long. I will not go back on my words because I do not fear anybody in the NBA since that is not my my expertise anyway. James Harden to <laughs> me though, you cannot be an MVP and have <clears throat> what was it two for eleven. First of all, why are you only shooting eleven times in an elimination game? I don't understand that logic behind it. You lose so bad, thirty nine points. Um, and then, like, that night, you you felt like you needed to go to the club. See, listen, and somebody said this to me. They said, well, when I have a bad day at work, you know, sometimes I just need to go to the happy hour and get a drink. And I get that, right? But, see, that's, can I say ass on here? You're a regular ass home. You can do that. When you are an athlete or you are someone in the limelight, and you have, I said, it's one day to have a bad day at work, and it's another day to have, like, a 39-point deficit on an elimination game bad day at work. So, first of all, you're regular. Second of all, you don't have, if you have a bad day at work like that, then you don't need to go to happy hour. You probably need to go home and pray and get on your knees and hope you have a job the next day. So, that being said, when we want to to compress and, 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 and get through things because we had a rough day like that, I get that the season is over, but dog, it really looks like you didn't give a damn when you just was like hanging out that night. I mean, he's been on the war tour. He was in Atlanta this weekend. He was at the compound. So he's just been hanging out. And look, and I'm, I get it, right? Maybe he just wants to get it out of his, his mind, and that's the first thing from his mind. I get all of that. But but you are the MVP, and you look like that, and then you just hanging out. People are going to have these conversations, and you have nobody to blame but yourself. Maybe you should have just stayed out of the limelight for a whole week. No, you're an attention whore. You like that, and so you needed to be out in the club. So he's going to get it from me. He's, that's what he wants us to do anyway, talk about him, because he's out there. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, you, you feel the same way? I mean, I think she said it so eloquently. I don't even know if I can add anything else to it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like she said it best, I don't know what – I did not know that person that was on the court. I can't even call him his name that last game, because that was not the man that I had picked to be MVP. I mean, it was an embarrassing performance, especially from someone of his caliber, and especially, like she said, in the elimination game. And then to go out with Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott after, I mean, that just – it just it just added more to the wound. Um, I feel for Houston after that, and I think he just made it look so much more worse. It just really seems like he does not care. When Houston, as a city, had been on his back and were waiting for them to carry them to the promised land, he let it fall and then went to the club and rubbed it in their face. So I have nothing else to say, right? I'm just disappointed in you, James. What I what I find amazing is that people are surprised by his performance this game. This isn't the first game that he stunk it up in the elimination game. This isn't the first time. I think I want to say I found a stat. He did it. It's been like three years in a row where he's had terrible elimination games. So it's not like he's the one they should count on. Maybe uh, maybe they need to add another star next to him. He, maybe he's not the closer they thought he was. He may be able to get. But right, to the even after win, this, but he can't carry. Even it. after this MVP year. You wanted him he, to play like that. Even that's, after the that's trade. What I was say, too, can he's we, the MVP now. I can mean, we stop I mean, that? Who well, he is? <laughs> he was not the MVP before this conversation. Before this game, Ooh. he was not the MVP. He, we said it before. Russell Westbrook is the MVP, like, hands down. And that's only because they can't give it to LeBron every year. So, by default, it went to <laughs> Russell. Ka- Kawhi might be third above James Harden, but, you know. I think that system under D'Antoni bloated his stats up to make Harden get that many assists, that many points. He, he looked a lot better in that system because of the style they ran. But I don't feel as though he was MVP, but that's just my personal opinion. As far as him going out clubbing, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. You had a bad day. 
Go live your life. You, there's no point in sitting home soaking about it. You might as well go ahead, go to the club, you know, get get some nice little looks, have some fun, get a couple <laughs> drinks, take your mind off it. What? I, yeah, I had to check. I had to catch myself. <laughs> uh, what else are you gonna? There's no point in sitting home. I mean, I don't know. But my my I just thing thought is, it was. Didn't I thought he want to help Antonio? And Tony keeps getting beat by Greg Popovich. Like, he should be sick of it, sick of it by now. And, and if that was my star thing. player and he played like that, I would be pissed yeah. off. Like, it just got it just. That's got another bad. thing, though. Popovich owns Dan Tony, So, I don't see why so many people are surprised <laughs> by the outcome of the series. Remember when we had the uh, conversation, like, a week, two weeks ago, where I said, I don't know, I'm going back and forth. I said, I wouldn't pick Dan Tony over Popovich. And we see why. He out he outcoached him the whole series. He did. Dan he did. I mean, I didn't. Starting, go ahead, party, man. Do live your life, man. There's no point in just sitting there soaking out. <laughs> okay, you, you, don't, don't, you, risk, don't. you always risk the run of people. when you are in a when you are in a position like that and you are a leader of a team and your team loses the way that they do and you do that. I, I'm not yeah. saying it's right or it's wrong, but you run the risk of people saying you don't care, and that's the last thing you want is, to, is the assumption is that you don't care because. I don't know. You have to look at what teams are going to be looking for when it's time for that new contract. Well, this is what you did when you, you know, when you crapped the pot. And so sometimes stuff like that does kind of matter. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that perception is reality. And depending on the owner of that, maybe somebody wants somebody that cares a little bit more to not go out that night. Maybe wait the next night. That's all I'm saying. For one, I want to bring back an old rule. Remember back in the good old days where you couldn't bring cell phones or camera phones into the strip clubs? We need to get <laughs> sure. back. To the, James Harden wouldn't have had the issue in this first place, you know. But it's all. But we never gonna go back to those days. So no, nope. no use even remembering nope. those days. <laughs> Sorry. Ryan. All right. So let's get no. It's all good. <laughs> let's go ahead and switch over. Um, I want to go to my guy, the athlete of the week, Colin Kaepernick, man. Um, let me preface the story first. Uh, former 49ers quarterback Blaine Gabbert signed a one-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, his career record is 9-31 and 31 as a starter for the Jaguars and the 49ers. So what we wanted to know is why did he get signed before Colin Kaepernick? Let me run through the stats real quick. Uh, Gabbert has a 68.4 passer rating, five touchdowns and six interceptions last year. Versus Colin Kaepernick, who had a 90.7 passer rating, 16 touchdowns, and four interceptions. We also know that Blaine Gabbert started off the season, and Kaepernick ended up finishing the season. Uh, so basically, the question is: Is Colin Kaepernick being blackballed? We asked the crowd noise. 81% said yes. 11% said no. He's just washed. And 8% said be patient. So, Reed, I'll go to you first. Which one is it? Is he washed? Is he being blackballed? Or are we 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 jumping the gun a little bit? Be patient. Well, I think that up until now, um, we it would have been blackballed. Um, Seattle has given me a little bit of hope because now it's come out that they're looking at trying, thinking of signing him or RG3 as a backup. And I think that Seattle would be the perfect place for him. I think that the owner there is a little bit more liberal. I don't know if that even is a term for somebody that's a billionaire, but – he appears to be a little bit more laid back and a little and have a little bit more relaxed views than maybe his counterparts. Um, and it would be in a system that I think that he would run very well if Russell Wilson was hurt. So I'm hoping that we are not being patient. But that being said, we are seeing 
all of these other guys get jobs, including Blaine Gabbert in front of Colin Kaepernick. None of these guys are deserving of these jobs. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's definitely blackballing because um, you have Peter King come out and say, oh, well, you know, the owner said that, that they want this, that he, the agent is asking for this kind of money, He's asking for the, he wants to start this, that, and the third. And then when you have somebody like David Zyron from um, Edge of Sports go to his camp and talk to him directly, and he said nobody reached out to him, well, who's lying? And I'm going to put my money on the owner's lying because they don't want to come off that way, even though that is the case. You know, um, it's okay for the NFL to have guys um, you know, have domestic violence situations, and but it's not okay to number one smoke weed and number two stand up for your rights. And so that's the problem that I have. And I'm hoping that Seattle will be the team to make us all say, okay, maybe we just weren't patient enough. But even if they do, even if even if that's what happens, we know that all these other people got these jobs. Mike Glennon, Mike Glennon was not a bad quarterback at Tampa Bay. Um, but what did Mike Glennon do that made you say, okay, he can go to Chicago and, and be a starter and run an offense? I mean, I, I, over Colin Kaepernick, who was one play away from potentially winning a Super Bowl. So, you know, ha, is his numbers very, you know, fluctuate? Yes. But at the same time, we know what he can do. We know the product that, that he puts on the field, and we know that he didn't have a lot of talent around him, particularly on the offensive line. And so, I just want to believe that somebody will give him the chance. I just think that it's unfortunate that in today's age, we are still talking about race. We're still talking about politics and we're still talking about people knowing their rights and what we were considering to be a progressive um, democracy. All right, Kelsey, you want to go next? Sure. I mean, I think she's had the points again. I don't think anyone in their right mind could say he's not getting blackballed. Um, and I know in football terms, some people are scared to say the word blackball, but it's a simple truth of the matter. Colin Kaepernick is what he was doing when he took his stance. Um, while obviously it's not- okay, we're having some technical difficulties with Kelsey, so I'll go ahead and uh, chime in. Um, I think initially my point, my opinion was, you know what, maybe let's just be patient. But then I figured a lot of teams wanted to wait for the draft. Once the draft got through, they wanted to see who they could pick up in the draft. Yeah. And then they would start making some signings. But for me to see um, Blaine Gabbert go ahead of Kaepernick, that's when I was like, okay, that's far, that's too far now. He's being blackballed. Because obviously he was a better quarterback than Blaine Gabbert. Throughout his career, he's done more than Blaine Gabbert. Last season, he did more than Blaine Gabbert. So to me, that's when I was, it, it, clicked, it clicked in my head, yes, he's definitely being blackballed. Because there's no way that he should have been picked over him, or he should have been signed prior to him. Honestly, I still feel like Colin Kaepernick can be a starting quarterback for some teams. So for him not to even get in a backup job or to give even an interview or a look from a backup as a backup position is definitely mind-boggling to me. So that's something that definitely should not be happening in the NFL, especially not in 2017. Um, I know a lot of the GMs and the owners are saying they don't want to be involved with the distraction, but there's a lot worse distractions going on right now. Like you said, we have so many domestic violence cases, so many drug cases. But Greg Hardy was able to get back on the team after he had an entire case. Um, I know he got convicted guilty, and then some of the legal actions happened with it. But he was able to still play on a roster. We had a lot of different people coming back, playing after all these different court cases. Colin Kaepernick didn't break the law at all. So why is he not even getting a look, which I find is kind of crazy to me. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. 
Perfect. Sorry about that. But I think you guys said it. I mean, there's no way in your right mind you can say he's not getting blackballed. There, Colin Kaepernick, as uh, you said, Rita, he was almost a Super Bowl winning quarterback with San Francisco um, a couple years back. And, yes, his production last season wasn't the best, but he's still better than a lot of these guys who, I'm sorry, but if you're not a real NFL fan, you don't even know these other guys he's competing with against. Um, and, of course, like you said, there was different things about how much he wanted and stuff like that. But there is no way Colin Kaepernick should not have a job right now as a backup quarterback in, in this NFL league. I mean, obviously, he knew what he was doing when he took a stance, as he did. He knew he was going to get backlash. And, obviously, we're seeing the backing uh, Muhammad Ali had to face when he took his stance. Um, but that's why I'm happy he took it. I mean, obviously, I think too many athletes are scared. But I do hope he gets to sign with the team because I don't think we've seen the end of Colin Kaepernick. And I think there's obviously still a lot of good stuff uh, left to come out of him. I mean, what better way to prove to all these people who are trying to put him down the drain than to come back out uh, next season as a successful uh, backup quarterback? Rita? No, I mean, I, she, I completely agree. I mean, I think we all agree that, you know, this. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's still unemployed. Um, so, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. I mean, you know, majority of the NFL owners are white, old, conservative. So it makes sense that they don't want him. One guy in particular, I believe, is an ambassador. Or I think Woody Johnson is some type of ambassador. So, you know, people love to say stick to sports, don't get into politics. Well, you know what? These owners are into politics, too. A lot of them uh, gave money to the Trump campaign. So they don't stick to sports either. So why should players? So we already know that they feel some type of way about these guys and they, they want them to stay in their place. And um, Colin Kaepernick is the one that's, you know, the rascally rabbit that's not following orders and they're making him pay for it as a result. And it's unfortunate. Definitely unfortunate. All right, let's turn the page a little bit. Let's talk NBA Combine. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, the NFL just had their draft, so the NBA players are getting ready for the draft. We had a lot of top prospects. Um, didn't want to necessarily participate in the NBA Combine. We had uh, Kevin Durant come out. He believes that the NBA draft prospects should sit out the NBA Combine. Um, so we asked the crowd, what should the prospects do? 48% said stay home. 16% said only do a few drills. And 36% said complete the workout. So I'm going to ask you first, Rita, what do you think prospects should do? Should they attend the draft? combine or should they stay home well first of all what sense does it make to do a couple of the drills you either want them to do it or you don't want them to do it so the people that's in the middle you got to pick a side get off the fence okay let me my bad that was, me. that was that you? was me okay I, well i'm well, you. i mean I, I was i was one of the ones that voted <laughs> for the middle because honestly i feel like if you, you gotta, like you for example Kevin Durant didn't do well on the bench press that's why he said he doesn't really think that people should even go to the combine. But he well, did well, well in he, other categories. Side, so only do those that you're strong at. He's, he's got a side. He's on a side. He, he said, "Don't hey, okay, some things I'm not good at. Don't go to the combine. My thing is, is that, look, if you, I'm not going to show up somewhere and then half-ass it. I'm not going to say, hey, I'm not good at this, so I'm not going to do it. Well, first of all, that, to me, I mean, if you're admitting to me you're not good at something, I'm kind of going to side-eye you. Now, if I don't, if I don't see you do it, yeah, I'm going to side eye you too, but at least it's like, okay, I, I can assume that you're not doing it for tons of reasons. If you're telling me I'm not going to do this one thing because I'm not good at it, then uh, maybe you need to improve to do that and, and then come back. So I'm just not going to do it. I mean, my thing is like, I'm not going to just show up and say, hey, I'm only going to do some of this stuff. I'm just not going to do it. I, I I think players need to do what's best for them. Um, I, I don't really know where I stand on that. 
Some people think that it's good to, to add value. We know in the NFL draft, it does help players um, with their value. I think Christian McCaffrey is a person that probably benefited a lot from his combine. He went from a buy, you know, mid to late round pick to a, to a top 10 pick. So maybe there's a player that feels like he can boost his draft status if he d- attends the combine. All right, for example, okay, I, let me go back to my point about how you should do some of the drills. Uh, Duke's guard, point guard Frank Jackson, he played very well in the 5-on-5 drills on Thursday, and he chose to sit out the rest of the combine because he didn't want to hurt his draft stock anymore. He felt as though he elevated his draft stock so high on Thursday that he didn't want to participate in the rest of the combine because he can only go downhill from there. So that's my point when I say, oh, yeah, I want to go do the, 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 the drills that I'm strong in and maybe not participate in the ones that I know I'm not going to do well in. Like I said, Kevin Durant, was he failed on the, on the push-ups. I mean, I'm sorry, on the bench press, he looked really bad. He still got drafted, of course. But for those guys that's like middle of the road, if I know I'm not very good at a, at a particular drill, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just do the ones I know I'm strong at and kind of make them wait and see on everything else because I don't want to hurt my draft stock. You understand what I mean? Um, I just feel like, I don't know, I'm going to say this. I think what Kevin Durant meant most was that he doesn't feel the top draft picks, obviously, should be doing it. Um, and I can agree to that point. So I agree to that point. But at the same time, the guys in the middle of the road, just like I know there was a standout in Oregon's Jordan Bell, um, who really moved up the draft boards. And right now, who knows? Some people are saying he could be potentially a late first-round pick, otherwise an early second-round pick, because he's pretty much had the most well-rounded time in Chicago. Uh, last game, he scored 13.7 boards, five blocks, and five assists. But then also you have people like Melo Trimble, uh, fellow Terp, who people are saying that his combine stuff has really hurt him because it's showing that he can't guard these bigger, faster, stronger guards. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's hard for me to pick a side as well just because obviously it's, it's helping some people and it's hurting some people. But at the same time, can you only say only these people need to come here? I, don't, I think that would just be too hard to do. Um, but I still think I like it because the NBA is a whole different ball game. So I mean, why? I don't. I think it can only help you in the sense that then you know what you need to improve on before you get to play with the big boys. For the record, I don't know if Melo's that drop uh, just his uh, stock goes anyway if he does good. Well, right, because he's not doing nothing. <laughs> I think he's I think people anywhere. know where they want Melo to be. So I, I don't think it really hurts him. It probably doesn't help him either. So, <laughs> but right. I get your point. Yeah, poor Mellow. Rita, <laughs> be careful, because that Kelsey is like the biggest Mellow Tremble fan uh, on the on, earth. Hold on, hold on. I, 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 I am a Mellow fan. Segment. I like Mellow. She had Mello. an entire segment seeing him going into the draft. I like Mellow. I just think that he is. I, 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 that's fine. I'm just telling you, tread lightly, because she's going home for you. star. He's going to be an overseas star. I might be at one of the games in the future. <laughs> How you just going to take that man out the league that fast? He ain't even – oh, man. It, we didn't even have the draft yet. You should have overseas. Goodness overseas stock. Make that money overseas. So he might, like, we, different languages. like we said earlier in this – we said earlier in the season, he might as well go back for his last year. I, Why I go would, overseas? I would have preferred to it. I would have preferred I would have liked that. it. Yeah. Me too. But it's too Did he hire an agent? Did anyone know? star. Did he hire an agent? Yeah, he did. He hired an agent. Oh, man. Fail. <laughs> that is over, so he can't go back to Maryland. So next best thing, overseas superstar. <laughs> so would you rather be in Maryland or in France? Man, you should have just went back to Maryland. <laughs> oh, yep, he was oh. going at Maryland <laughs> College Park all day. <laughs> now he's gonna be playing basketball in Ukraine. Come on, dog. <laughs>
I love oh, how Ukraine came right. off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, I just randomly threw that out there. I don't know. It, it, did it stick? <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> Since we're talking overseas, let's switch over to hockey real quick, all right? Um, Alex Ovechkin, you know, for the Washington Capitals. We're going to diss the Capitals a little bit. You know they lost to the Penguins. Um, so the big question coming up, should Alex Ovechkin be traded? Uh, we asked the crowd. 54% said yes, and 46% said no. As we all know, Alex Ovechkin is getting up there in age. He's 31 years old. However, he does have 558 goals, 477 assists, and a total of 1,035 points. But is his career on the downslope now, or should the Capitals hang on to him and just try to push through next year? Um, I, what you going to trade him for? I guess that would be my question. What, really would do, what kind of value do you really think you're going to get that would equate what Ovechkin does for the Cavs? And if if there's a very good answer for that, um, then I'd still say no. <laughs> so that's my answer, no. All right, Kelsey? I mean, she pretty much said it. There's nothing you can really get good back for him. So let the man stay in Washington. I mean, I know people are mad, of course, here in D.C., that it's a, a series of repeats uh, losing to the Penguins. But there's nothing they can really get back. And I think history has shown that, a lot of mega mega trades in hockey have went wrong, so I'm on the side of history and just don't do it again. Just keep them here in D.C. So why would I say that about Carmelo Anthony staying in New York? Y'all riding me so goes. hard. Uh-oh. And then you just trade Melo. And then y'all just, and That's you a just gave the same sport. argument. That is you a gave the same sport. argument. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's the same predicament. Melo's no, 32. Excuse me. That's the difference. But still, like, I, I mean, yes, they're both great players, but still, no, 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 no. I don't think you can compare the two. Yeah, because Melo's way better, I, I but you're not going to get the value back for him. I don't know how we got back to he's basketball. But since we basketball are back, basketball's back, different. Like, he's old. Melo is old, and he's a ball hog. It's different. Oh, my. Switch before I get out of the WNBA. <laughs> it's too late. Go to WNBA, Kelsey. Take it away, WNBA. All you. right. Quickly, WNBA. I just want to touch on uh, for you guys. So, as you guys know, WNBA season kicked off this past Saturday. So, ladies are back into action. So, for all the people who are sad their NBA teams aren't in the playoffs right now, you can watch your WNBA teams. I want to touch on Elena Deladon. As you guys know, she went to the Mystics this past offseason. And, of course, who other than Elena Deladon scored the first points for the Washington Mystics? It was her, and she led the team in scoring with 24. They beat the San Antonio Stars. Um, but really quick from you guys, I just want to hear on – a lot of people are disappointed that uh, Kelsey Plum, of course, the number one, number one WNBA pick, has been hurt and has not debuted yet in the WNBA. So I'll start with you, Rita. Do you think the WNBA needs to get Kelsey Plum going um, in terms of marketing and really bringing people to their games? Or do you think they can kind of go on without her and that this season is exciting enough in itself? Okay, so tell me who this lady is. (laughs) (laughs) Is she she a star? Is she a big star? If she's a star, then yes. yes. Because then then people like me would know who she is, and then I'd be interested I'd be more interested. Um, there you go. I mean, that's a good point because people don't know. So I guess right now I'll go to you. I mean, what does the WNBA need to do to get this season on the right track and get more people watching? People like me. <laughs> exactly. What can they do, Ray? Oh, you asking me? I thought you were asking her. Um, yeah, ask her because I have no idea. We talked about this before. I don't know what they can do. <laughs> I think at this Rita, point, do you have any ideas? Are you this is just a hot potato topic. Um, honestly, <laughs> at you this know, point, it's time to sell and hang it up. It's almost over. It, I, 
I don't, I don't really know. I don't know the answer to this. I really don't. Like I tried to think about this because I know that this was something we were going to talk about beforehand and I, and I knew this would come up and I don't know the answer because um, we, it's not that we don't watch it in the college ranks. Obviously with the NBA, we, we learn a lot about these guys prior to them coming to the league. We coveted LeBron before coming to the league, Derrick Rose when he was in college and such and such. But uh, with the WNBA, honestly, like, the person that comes to my mind is Candace Parker, and then she's, like, the last person. And although um, UConn was so great, they had all of those wins, I don't know anyone that plays on that team, and I just feel like it starts there. It sh- I should know these girls coming out of school. I should know who these stars are coming out of school, and they should make these ladies the, the next they should market them as the next big thing so I can know more names other than, you know, the, the Leslie's of the world and the Parkers of the world because those are the ones that, that I resonate with when I think of the WNBA. And I'm sure I'm very out of touch with it because a lot of those ladies that I, I do know aren't even playing anymore. So um, whoever this young lady is, if she's as good as, as, as you tell me she should be, I, I think that they need to focus on making her a star and putting her on a platform so that people like myself can become more interested in the WNBA. And so then I do have her full name. And when I hear it, I know who she is. Oh, I know who Charlotte is too. There she, you just, go. <laughs> she just basically broke down the entire problem right there. The fact there she says <laughs> UConn specifically, Kelsey Plum is the leading all time leading women's scorer in <laughs> NCAA, WNCAA history. And she plays for UConn, right. and she doesn't know her, so it's over. Didn't even <laughs> Shut know. Shut it down. No, no, no. Didn't she came from know. Washington, right? Oh, I'm Washington. sorry. I, I mixed her up with Remember? Oh, my goodness. She came from Washington, well, like my cell phone. At least I didn't feel so bad because I was like, ooh, she came from school. I was like, oh, okay. But, no, you guys said the exact problem. I mean, and that's, that's – I mean, I'm a WNBA. I, I was thinking Huskies, and, and I was thinking UConn Huskies. I'm stripping. I'm sorry. It's UConn Huskies. She plays for Washington Huskies. WNBA fans around the world forgive you. But, I mean, I think you guys said a true problem that's happening. Of course, I was into it, but I'm a WNBA fan, and I played basketball growing up. Um, but I do hope more people tune in because I think it's a great season. Of course, we had the Sparks return back. Uh, they were the reigning champions, and hopefully they can they can turn this season around. I'm excited for the news we announced earlier with FanDuel. But best of luck to all the WNBA teams. And now, Ray, another big news. Uh, we'll switch it over to baseball, and I'll let you head that one. All right, but first let me redeem myself because I definitely said the wrong team. Just to be it clear, happens. I am going to a WNBA game this summer. You, I am going to a game this summer, so I do still you. support. You don't I have to listen, for my we dog. all get brain farts. You do not have to summer. explain yourself. You do not. <laughs> no, I just, just put, say I made a mistake. Because I don't want them to look at me all crazy. I, I still put my money up, so I, just be clear. Don't come for me. We've all had brain farts. Trust me. <laughs> we understand that you just had a, a, a big duty, but it's okay. It's all right. Because <laughs> I, I saw her jersey, and I saw the big Huskies across there. Automatically, I went to UConn, and I told her, yeah, yeah I'm tripping. Sorry about the greatness. <laughs> All right, well, let's switch it over to greatness for real. Derek Jeter from the New York Yankees, number two. So basically, the Yankees ceremony, uh, they had a ceremony for Derek Jeter to retire his number two jersey um, and dedicate a plaque at Monumental Park. It was the most viewed program in New York area during its time period on Sunday night. It was 952,000 people that tuned in to watch him give his speech at Yankee Stadium. It was one of the biggest ceremonies of all time. It was even bigger than George Steinbrenner's uh, ceremony they had back in, I think it was uh, 2010, I believe. I could be wrong. Sorry if I'm wrong. I can't be wrong but so many times on the show. 
But what's your guys' thoughts on Derek Jeter? Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on Derek Jeter's uh, retirement ceremony? The Yankees showed him love. He's the all-time greatest. Well, maybe not the all-time greatest Yankee, but modern-day era, he's probably the all-time greatest Yankee. So, Rita, I'll go to you first. Are you a big baseball fan? You like Derek Jeter? I, I, I am a big baseball fan, but I am an Orioles fan, so I don't give a damn about Derek Jeter. I am not one That's of those people that. I, I, I'm not one of those people that covet fans of other teams because they're retiring. I don't care. Do I think that Derek Jeter was a great player? Absolutely. I will give him all his flowers while he's here. Um, I obviously know him very well because my team plays in the division that he had, was in. My team has played him in the playoffs, particularly the 96 season um, was a very stressful one for me, but um I did not watch because, like I said, I don't give a damn about Derek Jeter. That being said, I think that him being um, coveted the way that he is, that he was in New York is absolutely – is what it should have been. Um, he was a guy that they grew up in their farm system that gave the Yankees some that, – that started their pathway of being back to being the Yankees that everybody knew um, as being dominant again. And so – for him to have gotten the love that he received and for people to have tuned in and to watch, they absolutely should have. He's a legend, um, and he deserves all of the views. I do want to know why uh, his homeboy wasn't there because he was out on a date with J-Lo last night. Now, if you want to know why I didn't watch it, I need you to ask Alex Rodriguez why he wasn't there. <laughs> they said he wasn't invited. There was, uh, a, uh, there was a story okay. released that said he wasn't invited. You know, him and the Yankees still aren't really on the greatest terms right now, so I'm I can sure, definitely see why. That, was, that used to be his BFF. So I'm sure under the circumstances, he probably would have been welcome to be there. But, you know, hey, who, 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 who are me to judge? Isn't that what they say? So In the, in the New York Yankee uh, spectrum, I guess you want to say, it's like Derek Jeter's on one side and Alec Rodriguez is on the completely opposite side. So I can it wasn't a surprise to me that he wasn't there because I know they really don't have they don't fool with him, especially the way he went out. You know, he had that uh suspension, he had an injury, they didn't want to pay him all those things towards the end of his career. So I can definitely see why. But then he again, wasn't he was robbing the front office, didn't they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a real crazy relationship that they have. But I don't know. It's just weird. I think I think that job is more so just paperwork, just so they can say, okay, we don't want to pay you, but here's some money so you can go away, leave us alone, type of thing. That's what mm. I, I feel like it was more like a hush hush type of thing. Because mm. he was he was ready to take him to court over that over that last uh, contract he had because they were trying to avoid him, say he wasn't gonna get the money. It was a lot going on with it. So I think that that position was his way of getting his money and having him go away and them not really have to worry about it anymore. But I could be wrong. That's just my speculatory. Uh, the, the, the most conspiracy theory that I made up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, what's um, your thoughts on the uh, on, on Derek Jeter? Well, first off, I have to shout out Rita because she is a Baltimore sports fan like me, right? So, you know, it's oh why I her on the show. So, you are outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm proud Baltimore Yankee, How many rings do the, um, do the uh, Orioles have? See, I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to okay, go Because I know how many pennants the Yankees but have. we're staying so we're on good. topic. We are staying on topic. <laughs> But, I mean, you said it. I mean, speaking of rings, I mean, look about look at how many rings Jeter helped the Yankees get. I mean, what he did for New York, I mean, you could say in so many words. I'm glad he had a great farewell tour uh, before the ceremony. I mean, and just the ceremony, seeing all the people, seeing how happy he was. But he really 
changed the game for so many people, I'll say, in New York, because uh, there was a drought there before he got there. I mean, in 20 seasons, I mean, it's crazy still to think about. And he's an all-time great, and I'm glad he got the great ceremony, the number two, you know, Mr. November, the captain he is. I mean, it was great. And seeing all the congratulatory messages that he got from uh, baseball greats, I mean, it was just beautiful to watch. And just knowing his background um, and, you know, where he got where he is and how he really changed baseball since 96, it was great. I mean, Derek Jeter, you can go on and on about him. He's a great humanitarian, a great businessman. Look how much he's done outside of baseball um, as well. And I think we still have a lot more to see from him outside of baseball. But what he contributed to baseball, I mean, you can't thank him enough. All right. So let's go ahead and move over to the uh, crowd noise section. We're going to go through a couple of the Twitter polls that we put up. We're going to run through these really quickly. Um, since we're talking baseball, let's stick with baseball. Uh, Bryce Harper and the Nationals agreed to a one-year deal worth $21 million. Um, he also gets a one-year, uh, $1 million signing bonus if he wins the MVP next season. It's kind of weird that he signed a one-year deal. So we asked the crowd, or actually we got this one from our sister station, Fox Sports Radio 1340. They put up a poll. Who do you think Bryce Harper will sign with when he becomes a free agent after next year? Uh, 36% said the Nationals. 50% said the Yankees. Go Yankees. Uh, 7% said Dodgers. 7% Phillies. So what's your guys' thoughts on him signing a one-year deal, and where do you think he's going to go? Real quick. Um, I think I think that the one-year deal was a nice gesture by the Nationals to show that they're committed to trying to keep him. Um, maybe maybe it was maybe it works, um, but I think that LA is more Harper speed if he goes anywhere. The Yankees have that policy about facial hair. He really digs his hair, and I think that LA is definitely something more of his style, just of how he is and how he plays. Kelsey? I think he's too marketable for the franchise to let him go. And, I mean, yes, he's 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 had a little drought, but, I mean, he's an overall great player. Look at all of his numbers. I think he stays here. There's a reason why they gave him uh, that contract worth $21.7 million. So, I think he's staying here in D.C. All right. Since we're talking big money, let's go ahead over to the big baller brand. LeVar Ball launched uh, Lonzo Ball's Zotus uh, for $495. Rita, are you buying some of those shoes? No, um, and that's not because I, I like Laval Ball. I don't. He doesn't bother me. He is he an annoying dad? Sure, but everything else that people have to say about him doesn't bother me at all. Um, but I I don't have four hundred ninety five dollars buy much of anything, so I'm definitely not spending four hundred ninety five dollars on some sneakers. I'm a girl. What am I going to spend five hundred dollars on some sneakers for? What about the two hundred on the flip flops? You want them flip flops? No, no, no. I mean, Steve Mack got some real cute ones for $40, so I think I'm good on that one. Kelsey, I know you're going to cop some. You're high fashion. I know oh, you're going to that's get funny. Uh, maybe Black Day get down real low. $495 for those? Nope. I would rather create my own sneakers myself and wear them. No, no, no. Not happening. I got a feeling you're not going to catch those on Black Friday. I'm sorry. I, I really feel like that he might raise the place on Black Friday. I was getting hopeful. I, I saw don't... some pictures. People thought they'd been Ross. <laughs> they don't sell. So. <laughs> I was being hopeful. <laughs> I've been, I was riding with the ball brand for a while now. I've been going. I like his whole approach. He's getting free marketing, free uh, commercials, basically, from ESPN. He's always on there advertising. But I thought $495 was a lot. But then I thought about it. People buy Gucci shoes, Prada sneakers, all these other high fashion brands, and they pay money just like that, if not more. The only the only issue I have with it is that it's a basketball shoe. It won't have the longevity right. or the lifespan of a regular fashion shoe because, of course, basketball shoes take a lot of wear and tear. So most right. people tend to switch out basketball shoes at least twice a year. 
So I can't fork up four ninety five if I'm going to be swapping them out in a couple months. If it was more of a right. fashion shoe, then I can be able to ride with that price a little bit more. Um, as far as the flip flops, I can I can understand the flip flops because people, like I said, Gucci. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Future made Gucci flip flops so popular, and Gucci flip flops are expensive. So why not get some ball flip flops? You never know, you might get a couple girls with them. So I'm okay <laughs> with the price on the flip flop. He hasn't but, uh, played yet, like said, though, right? He hasn't played yet. I'm, I don't That's care about issue. none of that. He didn't play. So he built his brand before he played, which I think is a genius move because why go into the mentality of having to work for somebody else when you already have the platform and you're getting the exposure to build your brand before you even have to play a game? To me, that was genius. Even if he's a flop. But, even if he's a flop. Even if he's a flop. Fine with that. Even if he flops, he's already been selling the shoes, so he still made bread off that. He's not going to flop, but so much. If he flops, okay, let's say he has a terrible year. He's already sold how many shoes? So he made some of his money back already, but I don't see him being a Kwame Brown flop. Even Kwame Brown played in several years in the league, so he can only flop but so much. All right. So regardless, we'll I, so I like the approach. <laughs> he's, he's, he's built – they built the blueprint for other people behind them to not necessarily feel like they have to go to the big companies I to agree. get a sneaker – they can, they and can that's do why people don't way. want them to win. That's why these right. companies yeah. don't want and them to be and successful. I'm, totally with that. Right. I'm good with that because I and feel like you just paid the I way love. for other people behind you. Right. And that's the point that I love, especially because we need more black businesses like that. So that's the point that I love, and that's why I love what LeVar Ball is doing. I agree. All right, but look, we definitely going to put up this GoFundMe account, though, so I get some flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> I got five on it. Oh, My birthday is in July, you know too, so make sure to add me. <laughs> Hold on. Don't try to skip me, first of all. We doing my GoFundMe first. You're so selfish. <laughs> my birthday right, for our last... uh-uh. I'd be first. <laughs> Ain't nobody about this birthday. So let's go for our last uh, poll question. We had, uh, you know, Draymond Green. He's always talking. Um, so I wish James was here for this because he can't stand Draymond. Uh, but Draymond <laughs> Green was unhappy with the media's coverage of his thoughts on Cleveland's competition. You know, he said um, basically Cleveland Cavaliers have been walking to the finals. The other teams really didn't put up a fight. You know, different things he said back and forth. Um, so we asked the crowd, do you have a, does he have a point? Uh, 31% said no, and 69% said yes. So, Reed, I'll go to you first. Do you feel that Draymond Green is okay to be upset with the media, or is he just blowing it out of proportion? Uh, it's Draymond Green. I mean, he's probably blowing it out of proportion. I mean, he's just extra anyway, so. <laughs> you don't sound like a fan. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't have a problem with Draymond Green. I just, but he is what he is. You know, I'm just calling a spade a spade at this point. Okay, Kelsey. I I agree. I feel like you just expect him to be mad about something, and I give him props. I feel like he always knows how to stay in the headlines. Uh, but it's nothing to be mad about because at the end of the day, the media used what he said to write their stories. You can't change your quote once it comes out your mouth. Sorry, Draymond. I don't have an issue with what he said. I, I the only issue I have is that. Golden State doesn't always have the toughest road either. They've had to deal – they've gotten – they've caught teams with injuries. I know their first championship, uh, they went through a team. I think Damian Lillard got hurt. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Mike Conley got hurt. So, they, they haven't always had to face the strongest teams every year either. So, I thought it was a little right. contradictory. But if you don't want the media to post what you say or to spin what you say, then don't talk. Keep it to a minimum. Don't right. just randomly throw out quotes. Then they won't have anything to post about you. So, just my thought. Yeah. So that wraps up our crowd toys section of the show. Um, pretty much we went through all the topics. Uh, Rita, we want to say thank you for joining us. We had a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Real quick, I want to run through all your teams. You said you like the the Orioles, the Ravens, and what was your other teams? Uh, Orioles, Ravens, and Gators. Those are my teams. All right. So the Giants, I don't think the Giants play the Ravens this year. You're all right. No. But Orioles, no. you're <laughs> going to smack them. 
What'd you say about our about my O's? I said, you know the Yankees going to smack them. We're not even worried about that. Uh, Ray's not okay. going to get off this phone call. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see in September. We'll. I, I'm not, I don't do any talking until after the All-Star break. So. Ironically, I don't follow baseball until September. That's funny. <laughs> I'm a playoff. Because that's when the Yankees show up. It's playoff time, so I really don't pay attention to that. That's, but it's all good. But we just a couple years. Just a couple years. I know. I know. It's terrible. But we definitely want to thank you for coming on the show. We had a great time. Did you have anything else you wanted to plug while you're on the show? You want to give a shout out to anybody? Um, of course, follow me at the NFL Chick, um, pressboxonline.com forward slash fantasy every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. Or you can find me on facebook.com forward slash pressbox sports. Um, we do Facebook Live, Pressbox Fantasy Reality Football Show, as well as, well as the Gridiron Gals podcast. Uh, we have it on iTunes and we're on the Cold Slither podcast. If you go to iTunes, just put in Gridiron Gals and you can find us there. Kelsey, go ahead and give our shout outs. You know, I always mess them up. So, All right. I got you covered. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the number three, a crowd sports, three S, three the crowd sports. And we'll be sure to follow you guys back on Facebook. Follow three the crowd sportscast. We're on Google Plus. Give us a shout out on there as well. We're also looking for sponsors to sponsor some of our segments. So if you're interested, email us at three the crowd sports at gmail.com and follow me at the real K Nelson on Twitter and Instagram and my fellow co host Ray at the other underscore Ray J. Um, and yeah. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again, Rita, for coming on. And we'll be back next week with another fire episode. RIP to the competition. Step, step, step coming through.